barely hear myself. I can hear you loud and clear. I can hear myself at all. Can you really not hear yourself? Now I can hear myself. There we go. All right. All right. Welcome to Calling Audible. This. Is I mean, it feels like I should get Eagles pay this week. You because should. I, I feel like a producer's job, right? E D C B A. All right. It is the speed dating Peter. version. Of I have to make you brighter, don't I? Yeah, you do. There you go. Perfect. All right. So this is the speed dating version. You could version. do that in 2021, Eagle. No, no, I can't. So this is a speed dating version of the playoff preview. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a 30-second uh, a hit for PZ and I per game, yeah. one minute per game. We're doing this like a game show, basically. Exactly. So, so the idea is, is Eagle's going to throw us a game. And not more than that, he's going to throw us a team. So this is the game. This is what happened last time they faced. And then he'll ask Mo, uh, Team A, why are they going to win? Exactly. And then P's, Team B, and we have 30 seconds to make our case. Yep. Eagle then chooses the winner based on our arguments. Um, and the official show pick is not based on the teams on the field, but rather what the egomaniacs in the studio believe will happen in the game. Exactly. So we got a minute per game, 30 seconds each. Let's yeah. dive into it. 43 games. Let's go. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a formulaic debate show. It I is. wish anybody else in sports media would have thought of this. Yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, it could be like part of the interruption. You know? yeah, can yeah. part of the interruption each other, you know. Some cold pizza. Exactly. Maybe a little uh, around the horn. We can go around the horn with this stuff. Also, because Mo's a terrible host, we're here with Mo Khan, PCL Rizzi, and the Ego at Master Control. I think Thanks for introducing everyone. See, Ego, I think after 11 weeks, people know who no, we are. No, 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 Mo. Every show now is, is when the people show. tune in. They want to know what we want to say about the playoffs. All right, less right? talking, less the more The other walking. weeks don't matter. Every show is someone's first show. Of course. Less talking, more walking, your boys. All right, we're going to start. All we're doing is talking. I know. <laughs> We're going to start with the co-ed division. Um, we have some nice fancy graphics here, actually, courtesy of our graphic designer extraordinaire who can't spell, so Sriracha is going to be a little bit weird. <laughs> Sriracha. <laughs> That's 30 seconds right there on, on the, the spelling right there. Here we go. Okay, so we're going to start with the co-ed one playoffs. Um, so the format is we have a kind of a 1-4-2-3 bracket, but there is a play-in game coming up first. Between the Sriracha <laughs> Hot Chili Sauce at fourth uh, place versus the Fightin' Tigers in fifth. They had two other games they played this season against each other. Sriracha won the first one 35-14, and they most recently tied 25-25. Okay. Mo, what do you think is going to happen in their third matchup? We have how long? 30 seconds. Awesome. Uh, Tigers have that playoff experience that will bode well for them. I think the Fighting Galenas will uh, come better now. They were stumbling into the blocks, did not play well during the regular season. So I think with their experience and the wealth of talent that they have, they will pull through, my friend. All right, Pease, go. Uh, it was a lucky tie game last time around. Jean-Felix Marquis knows exactly what's up. Um, Fighting Tigers haven't delivered all season long. No reason to expect that they'll deliver this time around. Give me Sriracha, easy win. So you guys both picked Sriracha? Wait, you picked Sriracha? No. You're supposed oh, to I give picked, us a team. I picked Galena's. Yeah. Oh, you picked Galena's. Yeah. Also, you're supposed to give us the team, Eagle. I don't want to give you the team. I want you to pick. Ah. All right. I, I, I always have to pick the opposite of him. You don't have to. We have to. You it's got to be a debatial format. Right, you can agree. You've got to make fun of a first take. You don't understand. Less talking, more walking here, boys. Let's go. Only talking. Let's push this way. Let's, let's I away. feel like Pease's argument makes more sense. I'm going nice. with Sriracha over here. All right. The next matchup that we're going to have to talk about is going to be uh, the two-seeded third down for what versus the three-seeded party mix. They've played twice before. First time around, third down one, 41-26. Uh, then next time around, it was a closer game with down third down taking it 34-33. to Pease, who you got and why? 
Um, I gotta go third down for what? Make uh, Mo have to make a difficult argument this time around. Um, I know he's gonna say the thing about the Murphys, but the thing that I like about this team above all is Sarah Parker. Uh, she's one of, if not the best quarterback. Fifty to eight, fifty touchdowns to eight interceptions, hundred twenty-three quarterback rating for the season. Uh, Sarah Parker's legit. Give me them to go for a clean sweep of party mix this season. Well, little does uh, PC know that there's a plethora of injuries on third down for West. So when you look at Doesn't this matter. team, party mix, they are Overblown. prime. They are prime for an upset here. The wealth of Frank Laurie and his team come together at the right time will pay off in the long run of this situation. I said it way back in week six that, hey, party mix may be the team that no one wants to face in the first round or the opening round of the playoffs. This is the reason why no one wants to play party mix in the opening round. I am Francois Delorier. Okay. Uh, for this one, I think I'm going to go with party mix, actually. I think Mo makes a compelling argument the with injuries, the injuries. Huh? All right. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Picking against Sarah Parker's not smart. Just saying. I agree with you. I just... I can see exactly what Mo's saying and why I think he is right in this one. The injuries are definitely not going to help. Okay, and then we have one more match, which we have to worry about here in Coed 1. So this is going to be the winner of that 4-5 game has to play Power Rangers. So we've picked Sriracha Hot Chili Sauce in that who's going to advance to that bracket. So they played Power Rangers twice this season. Power Rangers won both times. The first time it was 41-32, and the second time was 40-31. to So Mo, you get first pick on this one. Power Rangers or Sriracha? Power Rangers. Far too dominant. They're very deep at all positions across the board. Uh, they peaked at the right time when they took out, threw down for what, and they've not looked bad since then. I think with Tamville death and with that wealth of defense they have, with that pass rushing that they have, it'll be a big difference in why they will be advancing the playoff round. Peas. Nope, it's the upset. Give me a, what's it called? Sriracha hot chili Sriracha. sauce. Sriracha. Sriracha hot chili sauce. Um, again, I think here the depth of weapons have come together late in the season. Give me the combination of uh, Joubainville, Philosan, and Camille Saint-Marie to just be too much for uh, Power Rangers to handle. Nope, Mo's right. Uh, you haven't convinced me, P's. Power Rangers well, are going to take this terrible. one. <laughs> you put me in a terrible spot, Mo. Of course. Terrible spot. Okay, so that's going to cover our co-ed one bracket for this week. Now, after that's done, we'll know who our finalists are going to be in the finals on Monday, September 27th in Lachine. Um, so we're going to have to wait a few weeks after this round to figure out who that's yeah. going to be. In the meantime, let's take a look at co-ed two. So again, we have two matches uh, this time around. In the first matchup, we're going to look at Yin and Yang, the number two seed, versus Le Khan, the number three seed. Last time they played again twice, Yin and Yang has won both of their matchups. The first time, 31-12, and the second time, 26-13. Peas, you get first pick at this one. Uh, is it for La, Ta- La Secte and Fantastic Nine? No, no we're looking at uh, Yin, and and Yin and Yang. Oh, sorry, my mistake. Uh, I'm going to go Yin and Yang, um, partially because I know Mo hates them. Um, secondly, because I just think... Uh, again, uh, you know, Jonathan Weir, um, so, sorry, Justin Weir has struggled throughout the season, but I, I think that he's going to find his groove in this game. Um, I don't think they'll go all the way, but I do think they'll win this one only to be uh, to, to face a loss in the, in the next round. Look, LSC, they have the horsepower. I look at the quarterback play and what they've done so far. Marie-Ève Girard has done a phenomenal season, 35 touchdowns, almost 1,700 yards passing. They can put up points, guys. They had about seven or eight games of 30-plus points this year, and that's the biggest problem with Yin and Yang. Their defense cannot play well. The same Kong have what it takes to score. If this becomes a high-scoring affair, give me this team to beat uh, Yin and Yang. 
Ooh, this is a tough one. You guys are both very good at this, for this game especially. It's because we both love Wait the lean for, bro. Just answer the question, man. I yeah. don't know who to pick. You give us 30 seconds. You had like 48. Yeah, it's like you become the host of the show when you're the producer. FOH, baby. I'm going to... By the time he makes his pick, it's going to be I'm going to go with Semi Kroka. I think I'm going to go with Semi Kroka. Because the name is awesome. It is actually really good. Oh, there goes my headset. Oh, Smack so it a couple times will be good. Oh, he, no, he unplugged it. <laughs> He's pulled it out. Nice. So, All right. And then in our oh, other bracket, oh we have it's the right, number good, one good, seed, good. Fantastic Nine, versus the number four seed, La Sect. Uh, Fantastic has won both of their matchups, 40 to 12 and 34 nothing. Uh, I think, Mo, it's your turn, if I'm not mistaken. Why are you taking Fantastic Nine? Because you are taking Fantastic Nine. I am Nine. taking Fantastic Nine. Um, saw them play against Yin Yang. They proved a lot in that game and how they were able to win with their quarterback play. I think last sect, they had their moment of glory for one half against Yin Yang during the regular season. That was it. Uh, this may be a blowout by the time we hit halftime, so give me Fantastic Nine. All right. Pease, is there any hope for last sect? Absolutely. Last sect, um, I love uh, the fact that the ball goes all around. It, 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 there's not a ton of targets that have been issued throughout the season. I think that if Alison Francino slows down the game, we see a bit of Laurier we see a bit of Olivier Genani, we see some uh, God- Godfroy Veron Trudel. Uh, again, anyone can do the damage on this team. And most importantly, they need to win eventually. Law of averages. Yeah, no. Also known as the with. gambler's fallacy. I'm going to go with Fantastic <laughs> Nine on this one. So. That'll cover our co-ed preview. If you want actual analytical content, please check in the article, which we published very shortly by Alexi Dubois doing the co-ed watch, right? Yeah, that's, that's correct. So he'll be able to break down the games in a little bit more detail, but that's going to be our coverage for co-ed for the time being. Any last <laughs> thoughts on the division before we uh, no, move on? No, sir. I just want to make some, uh, um, a comment about Division E before we start that. Um, before we start Division E? Yeah, before we start Division E. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to be writing the breakdown for Division E, but because... Um, we obviously have to prepare for the show because the short turnaround, uh, expect a point form, uh, format for that article. It won't be as, um, long winded as my normal, uh, pieces because it's just going to be sort of keys to success for both teams and a quick pick at the end. Um, and I'll see what other kind of nonsense I can add to it. But the bulk of it will be that just because it's a fairly large division and we don't have that much time to write it. So I do want to get it out to you guys. And I'm trying to get, I'm going to try and get one out before the weekend's games as well. But try is the keyword. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. So for Division E, we're going to start with the Conference A brackets. Um, so let's take a look at our games. And no, actually, yeah, yeah, let's start with the Conference A. A ones. So we're going to start with our one versus eight seed. Green means go versus Trailer Park Boys. They technically played before, even though it doesn't really count, since a Green means go won 60 to nothing in a week one or two forfeits. Um, so, Pease, you get this one around. Do Trailer Park Boys come back with a vengeance after not playing their other games and get a win here? Um, or are they going to throw this one away too? I, I think... I'm going to go Trailer Park Boys. Um, the reason being is, A, the teams haven't faced each other yet, so Dave Allen's not yet aware of how aggressive uh, the, their defense in the flats is. Um, Dave Allen likes to, to, to pick 
on the flats. Uh, Hugo Vendramini, uh, three interceptions a season. Phil Ramsey, two as well. And don't forget, Trail Park Boys not only lost that first game because of forfeit, they also had a couple of games without Antoine Meunier, their starting quarterback. Uh, so I keep being wrong every time I pick them, but I'm going to do it one last time. Give me Trailer Park Boys. Very simple. The balance on the offense is very imperative, very imperative for uh, Green Means Go. Uh, five players with 20-plus catches this year. They had four guys with four-plus touchdowns this year. A very prolific offense to work with. They've on put up some good numbers this year, over 30 touchdown passes overall. They have gone through the, the answer to the test of time of who they face this year. And look, Green Means Go, this is their time. The stars are aligned for them to make a deep run in the Division E playoffs. I'm really tempted to go Trailer Park Boys. Pease makes a lot of good points. I'm really, so really, I, really tempted. That's why I went with them. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Fortune favors the bold. There we're we going. Go. We're there going we go. with the Trailer Park Boys oh, in our official bracket. Are. Real winner you are there. You're All right. Hey, some of us got balls, Mo. Some of us got balls. All right. Next time around, our uh, EA conference. We have the number two Pinchellos versus the number seven Rainmakers. Last time they played, Pinchellos won twenty-seven to nineteen. Uh, Mo, you get first. Pick. Oh, Rainmakers. Uh, this is because I want sure. you to praise. <laughs> I want you to praise Pinchellos. Look, Derek Castor is going to rise above the ashes like a phoenix, my friend. Because without Ryan Castor, he will have to be the guy to carry the load. Look, they got some uh, ballers on this uh, Rainmaker roster. We look at who they've had catch the ball this season. Overall, they've had Nick Prokow, who's done very well. Ryan Castro's going to be missed, no question. But I think a guy like John Marco Zeno is going to be who is going to be the guy who will step up for this offense here. Castro will have a breakout game. He has a wealth of playoff experience. Give me the Rainmakers. Go ahead, Pease. We'll give you a minute for this one. No, it's easy. No problem. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Um, I'm going to say as many positive things as negatively as possible. So th the thing is, you know, Vince Romano's not great. The key, the, the key to knowing he's not great is he underuses Jordan Ferry. He underuses someone as talented as Jordan Ferry. But I think in playoff time, you realize, hey, I got to go to some of my better players on the team. He's going to start getting the ball more to him uh, because Justin Kellix, I think, when, when teams realize, hey, look, this guy's got 15 touchdowns, let's pay some extra attention to him. Um, so I think Jordan Ferry is going to be the hero of the game. And also, unsung hero, Giancarlo Brullo, 14 sacks in this game. He's going to apply pressure to the relatively unseasoned quarterback of uh, that is Derek Kastner of the Rainmakers. I think I have to go with Pinchellos here. Uh, Mo, you're not settling me on the fact that there's a lot of missing pieces with Rainmakers and injuries galore. So, I'm just uh, happy they picked the Rainmakers, so please have to yeah. praise uh, Pinchellos. <laughs> Don't worry about that. All right, next game. Uh, all of the, this is about pettiness, Eagle, at all times. The three-seed V-Town are playing the six-seed Menace to Sobriety. Last time they played, Menace took it at 33-31. to 31. Pease, you get first pick. Look, the thing is, I understand these teams are ranked equally, but I'm going to go Menace to Sobriety because despite the fact that one team's a six-seed, one team's a three-seed, they both have five and five records and not that far apart. Uh, early in the season, Bobby Spaghetti's was struggling. He came along stronger in the second half of the season. He does better as the underdog, believe it or not. He tends to play down at this competition when the other team doesn't play well. Vitan's a solid team that's very quick, but I think they'll make a mistake, and Chris Williams will be more than happy to make them pay. Okay, Vitan's got the crowd. They got the crowd to make a noise. Uh, I'll be there to stand outside the uh, thing. Look, they've won. They've become hot. Remember, they were 0 3 to start off the year, and they gave us that infamous video hey, don't sleep on no, us. That's balls deep. Oh, we're not doing the VTOW game? No, we're doing VTOW Menace. Oh, sorry, my bad. Balls Deep was the don't sleep same on team, us. Same team, same team. <laughs> same team, same team. Same team, whatever. Anyway, so back to VTOW. What are you trying to say there, Mo? 
Ah, whatever. Same team. <laughs> they all look the same to me. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. That's so, B-Town. Here's the thing, though. B-Town has experience from the past seasons. They've played in this league before. They have some game breakers because they had four guys with six-plus touchdowns this year that could open it up for them. Look, at the end of the day, when it comes to Minnesota sobriety, I don't know if they have the charisma, the panache that VTown will bring, plus the crowd that VTown will bring with them. I think that will be a big factor here because of the crowd and the offensive weapons they have to work with. I think I have to go with some Minnesota sobriety. I think Pease makes a lot of good points. Sorry, Mo. Crushing you, Mo. Yeah, sure. One game. And our last matchup of the Conference A is going to be the number four Suicide Squad versus the number five Balls Deep. Last time they played, Balls Deep took it 39-33. to 33. Mo, who you have? Balls Deep. Like, they've been hot. After that video that they did, where we say, don't sleep on us, they've been hot. They've been playing better football. Their defense has improved much dramatically in terms of points given up the last four or five weeks of the season. And I think now they have the blueprint in place being the five seed to make a run and perhaps take out a bunch of top seeds going towards the final. All right. Give me obviously suicide squad. Uh, not only Thanks, because Captain I Obvious. have to, but because I actually think they're going to win this balls deep. Um, yeah, I get it. They're loud. They're fun, all that stuff. But suicide squad, a have lost two straight games in a row. You know, they're not going to take that line down. I can't imagine a defense that has Alex Noel, that has Gab Wiseman and Alexandre Saint Arnaud, um, take this game uh, lightly. They are excellent, and in the playoffs, we know that, especially in the early rounds, especially in lower divisions, experience does pay. Give me Suicide Squad to win the game. I I really want to go balls deep because I love that team, but I think realistically I have to go Suicide Squad here. Look at you guys with your anti-St. Leonard propaganda agenda yep, over here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I hate East End Italians. Of course. Okay, we're going to go Conference B now. So we have the number one, number one Ravens versus the number eight Quantrium FFC. Last time they played, Ravens won 33-25. to 25. Uh, P's your pick. Well, look, Quantrium FFC, they have a new quarterback who looks like he's going to be legit, but I'm going to stick with my preseason favorites. Ravens, to me, are the best team in the division. Um, Joel Hull. Uh, has sort of found his groove after having a bit of a slow start to the season. Um, you know, his brother, Flag Jesus, uh, Matthew Hull, unguardable as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Donovan Martell, excellent all-around player. And, of course, we all know how good Kamba Kachalua is. Uh, Kachalua. Kachalua, sorry. I've never actually had to say it out loud. I, I said it a few <laughs> times from Miguel Fofo. There we go. So uh, we know how good he is on defense and um, he's obviously learned how to use his body on the offensive side of the ball. Give me the size, give me the strength, give me the speed, give me the Ravens. Man, that's a really compelling argument. I don't know what to say about Quantum FFC here. Like, they haven't won since August 8th. I think they're due to win. I, like, I, they, I know they tied Bad Batch 32-32 here. I think they're due to win here. This might be an upset of all upsets here because of the one reason, one reason only – their ability to play low-scoring games. If they have a low-scoring affair, they have a chance to win this football game. They are actually 2-3 and three when games are decided by 7 points or less. So if this is a 7-point game here, the big Q is going to come through with the big W. You dug, you dug that, that shit deep, huh? That's how you roll over here, boys and girls. Mo, you haven't convinced me. I'm going with Ravens. Oh, shocker. I think I'm just better at this than... than I think your arguments actually make sense, but I think I'm selling mine better. Oh, I don't know. I'm just a greasier salesman. Yeah, exactly. Real used car salesman. Yeah. Sent a used car salesman yourself. 
All right, next matchup. We have the number two, Dilly Dilly, versus the number seven, Melons. Last time they played, Dilly Dilly won 32-14. to 14. Mo, your pick. Well, I'm going with Dilly Dilly because, look, they were the best team in this division here. Jeremy Ledoux really, uh, shot, was really shy in this league. He actually, you look at his INT to TD ratio, phenomenal. Like one, four to one TD ratio to INTs, whatever it was. But here's the thing, though. The ascension of our boy Iggy Magnets. He's becoming a number one target for this offense here. He's the reason why they've gone far with nine touchdown passes that he's caught. They had three guys with nine or more touchdown grabs. This is a dynamic offense here with complete control of what they're doing. And that defense, pretty nasty good of how they can lock down teams whenever they desire. So Dilly Dilly with Ledoux and Iggy Magnets are the reason why they go through. Give me the melons because I have to take them. Dilly Dilly, named after a crappy beer. First thing against them. Why are you drinking light beer for? Step it up. Second thing, Manny Bezogius. Dude has 10 touchdowns, four interceptions, one of the leaders in contention for two-way player of the year. Love the guy. Him and Leo Diakumakos, um, very excellent pair of receivers. You add that to the ability of William Mendelssohn, who only played a handful of games. If he's there, he only had five targets the entire season. Two of them were touchdowns. He's a big game kind of player. Give give me melons because uh, melons taste better than Bud Light. No, I'm going dilly dilly. Sorry, Mo. Uh, sorry, peas. Not a boy. All right, next matchup: Save the Turftles at number three versus the number six Oreos. Last time they played, Turftles won forty-eight to fourteen. Peas, choose your team. Uh, Oreos are a shadow of the team they were to start the season. Jaden Edgehill, as far as I know, won't be in the game. Uh, Save the Turftles are a team that improved as the season went on. They won five of the, the, their last five games. They went 5-0 and in the last half of the season. Uh, huge fan of them. Obviously, we know how good um, of a defense they are, led by Vincent Chung. Um, but also, don't sleep on Harrison Huyen who had 10 sacks this season, double-digit sacks in your first season. That's a big deal. Give me, save me the Turftles. Simple. Orioles were resting their stars for this big playoff game because they played last week and they didn't want to give away anything in that whole uh, thing. Look, you missed the natural. That's fine. But they have some guys that can play for this football team. Yukai Best has been a phenomenal athlete. They got the speed to work with. Justin Charles is a guy that has a good deep ball to work with. And if that speed is going to be used against a much slower team like Save the Turftles, I think the Orioles have a chance to win this football game. And as you said before, they were 4-0 at one point and then kind of tailed off. This is where they pick it up because they know the blueprint of Save the Turf Tills going to this playoff game. I would love to go with the Orioles, but Pease's argument for Turf Tills just makes too much I sense. Also, by the way, at a personal level, we're going to go with Oreos, but got to meet the right pick. Yeah, Shocker. we're going with Turf Tills in this game. Sorry, boys. Shocker. And our last matchup of Conference B in the play-in round, we have the number four, Les Chevaliers de Rohan. May I add my successful team in beating y'all asses in our yeah, little matchup. Whatever. So thank you for that. Versus the number five, Blast from the Past. Last time they played was, I think, week one or week two. It was the first game for both of these teams. And Blast from the Past won 26-0. But this was the game that I watched Chevalier play and say, this is going to be my team that's going to make it far. So, Mo, you get to pick first. Who do you want between the four and five seats? FYI, I scorecapped that game. It should have been 52-0 when Frank Granny did not have a good football game. But let me tell you one thing right now about this Blast from the Past. They have the wealth of experience now. Uh, Mo Dykemans, you look at... Uh, they know as well. These guys have what it takes to win. One thing that they do very well, they play sound defense. They may not get you a lot of INTs, but they get you a lot of four and outs or three and outs overall and how they are. So let me tell you one thing. Blast from the past, 
don't underestimate them right now because they are a team that is coming under the radar that'll make some noise. Blast from the past, more like blast in the cap, as we all know. Uh, we're going to make them pay. Give me Chevalier de Rohan. They're going to win this one. They've improved throughout the season. Week one means nothing. Um, Frank Grenier, again, the release has been a little bit slow. I, I love the CDR defense. Frank Cardinal, excellent two-way player. Um, Kevin Hebert-Padula, a little bit up and down, but improved throughout the season. Uh, at the quarterback position. Don't love the touchdown-interception ratio, but he just makes plays happen. And their team that's shown that they can win uh, in the margins. Give me uh, CDR over Blast from the Past. My mind is telling me to go Blast from the Past because, again, Mo makes some really good arguments there. But my heart can't do it. This was, These were my boys. We're going Chevalier de Rohan Let's in this it. one. Sorry, Mo. Shocker. All right, so that sets up our bracket for the next round, which is going to happen on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, if my uh, my schedule is right. So we're going to have the number two Pinchellos versus the number eight Trailer Park Boys based on our picks. So uh, history on that, Pinchellos won 46 to 30 last time they played. Uh Pease, I think you're, it's oh, your pick, right? That's my pick, man. No, you took Blash from the past. No, 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 that's my pick now. I insist. <laughs> I insist. You insist? Or I insist. <laughs> so it's wait, Pinchello's against? Pinchello's Trailer Park Boys. I insist. I'll take the, I'll take the uh, Trailer Park Boys for this one here, boys. <laughs> I insist, please, if you don't mind. It's okay. I'll, I'll have plenty of positive, negative things to say about But didn't Vince you Romano. take Green Means Go in the previous one? Whatever I took, I took. Don't worry about that. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, I took But he was wait. so amazed by how well they defeated... Green means go. That he he became overwhelmed with with the spirit of the Trailer Park Boys. So am I going or is it peasy? It's you. Someone go. All right, I I don't know. You're just holding up here. Okay, look, I'm taking Trailer Park Boys. Reason why? Because I know peasy loves the Pinchellas. Look, they have found their guy Antoine Mounier to be that quarterback of destiny right now. He's done a good job managing the football game, throwing 27 touchdown passes. They have a balanced attack. But here's one thing I love about their defense: they are able to get to the quarterback. With what they have, 12 sacks, Will Richard is going to be the guy to watch out for. He will be the difference maker in why they will beat Pinchellos on the weekend. PZ, let's praise Pinchellos, please. Yeah. Obviously, Pinchellos is going to win this game. Like I said in, in, in my article, like I said in, um, in the, on the podcast here, it's very inartistic. It never looks good. But guess what? All, those, all, all of the, uh, the, the chick flicks you've seen in your lifetime – Cinderella, it's all about the underdog. It's, a, it's about the one you never expect to go to the ball. Expect Pinso, uh, uh, Cinderella to get there. Expect Pincelos to get there. Mike Appa, very good defensive player. Uh, he smiles a little bit creepy on the side. Listen, not all of us can be as photogenic as the ones in the room over here. So give me Pincelos because, again, I get, I, I, it's, it's a, as a, inartistic as it is, it is efficient. Give me Pincelos and the efficiency. Ugh. See, I'm... Uh, I want to go Pinchellos because their previous matchup, I mean, 46 points against the Trailer Park Boys defense where it should be aggressive is in, it definitely impressive. But, uh, Trailer Park Boys, though. Okay, I'm going Pinchellos, but I'm not happy about it. Oh, neither am I. Let's be clear about that. But I'm, I'm not happy about it. Let's make that very clear. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> All right. You happy I went with Pinchellos? Yeah. In our other Conference A matchup, we would have the number four Suicide Squad versus the number six Menace to Sobriety. Last time they played, Suicide Squad won 30 to nothing in what was both a 30 nothing win as well as a 30 nothing forfeit because Menace went over the cap in that game. 
Um, Pease, you, uh, I think it's you because Mo cheated, so now you get to pick <laughs> this one. Perfect. I'm going to go Suicide Squad again. I think they're a really good team. Um, as much as I think that um, they actually learned a lot by playing them that game, it wasn't a forfeit where they didn't see each other. Um, Bobby Spaghetti's kept trying Alex Noel on jump balls, and I know Alex Noel is not the tallest dude, but that dude can get up there and play. Um, I think the Suicide Squad in defense in general um, has been a little overlooked. Uh, Sebastian Lamy, not a guy, not a kind of rusher who gets a ton of sacks, but a guy who really contains the quarterback well. Um, and another guy whose name not as familiar as the other guys in the team, Tanius Steer, six interceptions, knocking another four passes down. Um, I like him a lot. He's a guy I reference a lot of my articles. I am in love with Suicide Squad, uh, despite their failures to make a good movie by the same name. Very simple for Menace. Better defense. Seven pick sixes this year. 17 INTs this year. Andrew Dennis Lynch and Chris Williams form a phenomenal secondary duo that they have. They can lock down the best of them, and they can talk and back it up as well. The reason why they're going to win this football game is that defense is going to get them turnovers and field position, which will make it easier on Spaghetti's boy to get himself some touchdowns to go in their favor. So there's a reason why defense, defense, defense for Menace to survive to win and go to the third round. That actually is a very compelling argument, but I really feel like Suicide Squad is the better team in this matchup. That's so we're point. going Suicide Squad. That's not the point. Squad. you got to choose based on the arguments because our egos are the only thing that matters. Yeah, Suicide Squad. All right. There we go. My ego wins. All right. Next. All right, Conference B. We have the number one Ravens versus the number four Chevalier du Rohan. Last time they played, Ravens won 38-6. to six. Mo, your choice. Absolute slaughter. Ravens, Ravens are going to slaughter this I mean, team. I've, no, you're wrong. Go ahead. Why? Ravens are going to slaughter this team. You know why? They have the best bounce on both sides of the football. They have scored a consecutive streak of now six in a row, 30-plus points here. Chevalier Duran do not have the firepower to match up with the offensive threat that they have from a personal perspective here. The artillery for the Ravens, far too dominant for them to lose this football game. It's all about the Ravens. I'm going to disagree with you because I have to. Um, CDR, they got embarrassed last week. This is a rematch. Uh, they lost 38-6 uh, to the Ravens in the last week of the season. Uh, Kevin Herbert-Padula threw two interceptions. He knows that wasn't a good game. He's going to have to complete more passes. And we see Samuel Charlebois-Leduc. He caught only two of his five targets for four yards. He knows he was absolute trash that game. He hasn't slept since then. And guess what? You're sleeping on CDR just like he hasn't slept all week. Nice try, but I don't buy it. I think this is where my journey ends with my boys. I think Ravens are going to take You have no this heart. One. No heart. I uh, all mind on this one. And then our next matchup is going to be the number two Dilly Dilly versus the number three Save the Turf Tills. Last time they played, Dilly Dilly won 33-12. Pease, your pick. Um, give me Dilly Dilly. Um, I like them a lot. Um, Max Ledoux, the other Ledoux, um, as he's known by his family, I imagine. He has 14 sacks this season. And again, he's not even a, he's not even a rusher who is particularly... He's not a guy who gets a lot of sacks. He's really a guy who just contains a quarterback immensely well. Um, the, this defense is also a unit that is not uh, seen as often. I don't know if Ricardo De Rosier will be back or not. Either way, Jeremy Ledoux is a monster on defense. Iggy Magnus has improved as well on the, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and let's not forget Michael, Michael Pietrobon. So the team is solid. The whole way across, I don't see a single chance Save the Turtles has at all. More like uh, Saving the Turtles, waste of time. Save the Turtles, seven games of 18 points less given up on defense per game this year. Uh, 18 INTs this year. They have Vincent Chang, who's done very well, 
this year with what he's done. Pick six, eight INTs. But let me tell you one thing about their quarterback play, which has improved dramatically here under Sebastian Noel. He took a long a while to get going here, but since game three onwards, he's been above 60% passing, 40 touchdowns, nine INTs. He can sling it, and he can definitely wing it for them as well. So with that combination of a strong defense and a much improved Noel from where he was week three till now, they are the team to beat, and that's why they'll move on to the next round. Tempting, but I think I have to go dilly-dilly. And that would be our Division E brackets, Conference A, Conference B. So then our semifinals would be the week after, and then we have our finals whenever they are. I don't have that schedule in front of me. Um, Peas, uh, Mo, any final thoughts on Division E before we move on? None. Read my article. It's going to be awesome. All right. Speaking of articles, we're going to move to Division D. So for your analysis, you can go to Frank Catioli Colatrella, who will give you the breakdown of all the Division D1 and Division D2 Is this the closest items. he'll be to playoffs, Frank? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, okay. That's what Winless. Winless season. That's rough. That's tough. All right. Here we go. All right. So we're going to – I have to make you guys – actually, no, I can leave you guys there. Um, we're going to start with Division D1. Um, so, again, playoff format here. We have play-ins between the 5 and 12 seeds in both divisions, and then the 1 to 4s get buys until the weekend, and then they'll take the winner. So, again, we'll be doing some brackets here for both games as we pick through these games. So we're going to start in Division D1. We have the number 5 Arush versus the number 12 Lockdown. They have not played this year. Mo, who do you have? Lockdown's going to win this finally. Let me tell you one thing about Lockdown here, okay? They are smart. They are agile. They play well in the system. They're a system team here. Uh, Buccaneer is a system quarterback. If he's on point, he can exploit this Arush team that got exploited last week on their lack of defensive killer instinct here. And not only that, though, I question the quarterback play for Arush and who will be the thrower, whether it's Eric Lalone or not. That's why I think Lockdown, led by our very own Eagle Genius, can lock down Arush and get us some Arush for next week's show here. Let's go. Um, I got to go, Arush. Um, and it doesn't matter who's quarterback. Eric Lalonde, 19 touchdowns, five interceptions. Raphael Major, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. William Tremblay, Lacombe, four touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Francis Janelle, three touchdowns, no interceptions. The lowest quarterback rating on this team is Eric Lalonde, who had a 99.8. Um, the team is loaded. All over the, they just have athletes and athletes and athletes, and that's something lockdown doesn't have. Eagle, who's going to win this game? I was going to say, this is such a weird position. I got to pick myself or yes. my adversary. Absolutely. I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> mentally, we should pick Arush. I mean, I think the, that's what should happen here. I don't want to, but obviously, that's what's the smarter choice if I was a betting man. If you lose, you bring us Arush next week. If I win, I'll bring you a Roosh anyways. That's so perfect. That's fine. So we'll have it next week. We'll have a nice little uh, buffet next All week. All right. So for the purpose of this bracket, we're going a Roosh, But you guys watch out. I got some uh, some surprises for you coming up this week. Oh, fantastic. Our next game. Is the surprise how bad you're going to be get blown out? Yes. All right. Uh, our next matchup, number six, Tough Lungs versus number 11, Clinkers. No previous matchup. Peas, your choice. I act, so Marc-Andre Desaulniers is returning at quarterback this season. He's missed a few games due to a concussion. Uh, he hasn't fully felt comfortable all season long, although this is the healthiest he's been because it's the furthest removed from the concussion. I actually think this is a really good matchup uh, for his offense. They're very zone-heavy. They're a team that relies more on execution versus um, their ability to surprise you. So I think... This is good. Like we're gonna have upsets. I think this is gonna be one of them. Uh, the the defense will be just a little too predictable. Give me clinkers to beat tough lungs. <laughs> Stinkers. <laughs> All right. 
Tough lungs. They got some ballers on the team. Justin Leonard has been playing phenomenal for this football team. But let's not forget about the Wrangler, Darren Medizian. He has been a baller this year for this team on both sides of the football here. They have locked down some teams, quite honestly, with their defense and how well they've been this year. Think about it right now, guys. They have only given, given up less than 25 points of defense. That is five times. Five times. You think uh, Mark Andre can score more than five touchdowns? Probably not here. The reason why they won this football game, the tough lung defense being the lockdown reason. I got to go with Tough Lung. Played them last week. They're the real deal. Uh, in our next game, we have the number seven top season versus the number 10 PDs and Rigronis. Last time they played, top season took it 28 to 12. P's, your No, it's actually most oh, picks. Hold I'm going PDs and Negronis. Uh, I don't trust in top, top season this year. Look, this is a team that has some wealth of playoff experience here. Jonathan Perez has been fairly solid this year in what he's done, but I'm really intrigued by Noel Groper because I think he's going to be a one-man wrecking crew in this football game on both sides of the football. He has 10 touchdowns on 41 catches. That means one for every four receptions is a touchdown. He can do that against a very weak top season defense. So give me PDs and Negronis to win this football game. That weak def- defense had 16 interceptions and 11 sacks. Has Sonny Morel's got to be one of the most menacing rushers in the division. Uh, Ryan McGrath and Charles Verreau are two big, fast defenders. Um, I disagree. I think I and I actually fully disagree. Um, I think this uh, will be top season, and I don't think it'll be particularly close. I think they'll actually score more than last time around, um, and I don't see them giving up more than two scores in this game. Can we top season? I think I have to go with top season. Please make some very good points over there. How about you do your research, Mokan? Yeah, no groper, brother. And our last Division One game is going to be the middle seeds, the eighth Kith My End Zone versus the ninth Sparrows Legion. Last time they played, Sparrows won thirty to twenty-five. Uh, P's your choice. Well, first of all, Kiss My End Zone obviously trying to tank ended up in the top to top seed division, uh, so it really didn't work out in their favor. Um, Spirits Legion has improved throughout the season. I had no hopes for them uh, at one point during the season, but um, they improved as the season went on. I think that um, they're going to be surprised with how good Vince Pisano actually is. Uh, Anthony Seja also presents a specific matchup problem for them. His, his just physical size um, makes it makes it very difficult for them um, on that side of the ball. Uh, on, on the offensive side of the ball, so I think they'll come out with the victory, although I do think it'll be a close game. So you pick Spears Legion? Spears Legion and okay. Converts. Because honestly, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to honor the memory of Junior Spira. So I'm, oh, I know you can't do that, so... I know. You know. I know. Some of us are... I'm going to wait the white flag on this one. Spears <laughs> <laughs> Legion all the way through. Next game. You, you, really? Yeah. Not even going to try? I'm not going to try. I just put him in a possible position. <laughs> <laughs> Next game, Spares Legion all the way. So we're taking Spares Legion? Yeah. All right. So then we're going to move over into Division D2. We have the number five, the new guys, versus the number 12, Mean Girls. No previous matchup. Mo, your choice. New guys all the way through. They have a really good team. I know they've stumbled up late here, but they have picked it up late in terms of what they've done on the offense. This is a team that has so much playoff experience that they can definitely win another championship under this new name of the new guys. And look, at the end of the day, they are calm, cool, and collected, whereas the Mean Girls, very vibrant, very twitchy. So give me the new guys because of how they have so much talent and height to work with that could be an X factor in this matchup. Um, well, first of all, Mean Girls lost their two last games by less than a score. Uh, Eagle, you said Tough Lungs were the real deal? Yes. Mean Girls beat Tough Lungs 33-25. They have a quarterback that doesn't make uh, a lot of mistakes. 
in um, Tristan Hitu Frankel. Uh, and you want to talk about size, uh, Mo, there's Shaden Hetud Frankel, who is the biggest, the strongest, the most menacing receiver in this division. There isn't anybody on the field who can cover him. Give me Mean Gross to win this game. That's some very good points. Every time we pick against new guys, they always upset us, though. Not to mention, you said that they finished the season well. They lost last week, and their offense looked terrible. Stumble, I said stumble leads. All right, that's fair. All right, we're going to go with our first upset, if you want to call it that. We're going to take the 12th place Mean Girls in this one. All right, next. Uh, Our next game, we have the number six Trap Stars versus the number 11 Fighting Illini. They have not played before. Uh, Mo, this is your choice, right? No, it's Pisa. Oh, Pisa's choice, yeah. Um, my initial thought was actually go fighting Illini because um, they get um, what's his name? Kevin Smuda. Kevin Smuda back. Thank you, Mo. I had the ro- I had the Trap Stars roster open because I'm going with Trap Stars. Um, the thing is, Trap Stars have the most frustrating offense. They take a million years. Ryan Garber will not make a mistake. He's going to take the air of the ball. You have five possessions to beat them. He's going to score in at least four of them. So you can't make any mistakes. Um, I don't think. Having Kevin Smuda back on defense is terrifying. That said, his game plan is really, really, really to never make a mistake and always give his team, team a chance to win. Him and his brother Dylan, obviously, great connection. Dylan Garber, 12 touchdowns on the season on 45 targets. Um, I like that. Give me, give me trap starts to win the game. Very simple. That receiving core for fighting Lini. I, uh, look, they are a little bit banged up, but they have the wealth of experience. A.J. Rashkovan is the guy that I can watch out for in the middle of the defense. He can really slice and dice that whole channel upset. And I think when you look at Kevin Schmuda, what he has brought in, yes, he's been hurt, but he, now he should be healthy for this playoff run if he does play. That gives uh, that gives uh, Josh Feeder uh, another weapon to work with because he is the safety valve for that defense, for that offense. So I think Feeder will feed off of Schmuda's presence on the football field. Not convincing enough. I'm going to go with Trap Stars. In our next matchup, we have the number seven, Hot Sauce Sports, versus the number 10, Les Bleu Branleurs. Mo, you get to pick which team you Hot want. Hot Sauce Sports, baby, by 50. Perfect. Perfect. That's, that's I, all. I was going to go LBB anyway. Okay, why? <laughs> I see my answer. Let's go, by 50. No, you, go. No, you have to compliment Pease a little bit here. Let's go. <laughs> you you chose your own device. This was going to be interesting in one of two ways. Either Pease needs to talk yeah. himself up like he usually does, or now he has to talk himself down. So now you have to talk him up. Yeah, then like I'll be very simple. Matthew Chadwick, yeah. quiet leader, Phen- phenomenal, fantastic, class act. He will be the difference of why they won this football game. And Justin Blanchard with his pick sixes. That's why they won this football game. Because of Chadwick and Blanchard's pick sixes. When talking about Chadwick, you just described like a generic white guy. Hard. <laughs> tough as nails. Yeah. Smart. Leader. Gym rat. <laughs> Leader on and off the field. Gym rat. Student of the game. All right. LBB is going to win this one because uh, I'm trash. I'm the worst quarterback in the history of FPF. We all know that. Um, <laughs> so I'm going up against a team with a really good defense. Uh, Minton Tat, we've known the name for a long time. Uh, I imagine he'll play defense here because there's nothing he's going to do than uh, beat me. Uh, and he has the duo of Olivier Laberge and uh, Olivier Pelotto, the two O's, as I like to call them. It's the first time I call them that. Uh, they're both legit on offense and defense. Uh, not to mention Arthur V's 12 sacks will make, uh, indicates to me he's a good rusher. He's going to make my life a living hell. 
I feel like Pease is giving them too much credit. I'm going hot sauce sports on this one. Of course. Hot Not sauce by and in our, last, in our last D2 game, Student we have game. the number eight Glow Gang <laughs> versus the number nine Voodoo. Again, no previous matchup. Peas, you get to pick your poison. Hmm. I'm going to go Voodoo. Um, this is one of those seasons where Voodoo um, actually outperformed what we thought they would do. Uh, we always say they're up and down. Um, Angel Garofalo is just a really good route runner. Kevin Marcel has his exceptional top speed and it's complemented with, of course, Jeremy Gossi's ridiculous speed as well. Uh, and this is not even to mention the team's, you know, best receiver in Patrick Sinama. So there's so many weapons for Frank K. I think he just, uh, and he, he like said, like, you guys always say the same thing about us, that we can't come back from behind. Well, in that game that he was complaining about my analysis, they led the whole time. I think this is that kind of game as well. Give me Voodoo to win this by a touchdown. All right, Glow Gang have won two games in a row. Bruno Provence could be the quarterback answer to what has been a problem for them. One guy to watch out for is Oliver Silly, who has been a good player on both sides of the football. He might be a matchup nightmare for Voodoo and how they can counter him. And also one thing to look at, guys, is their ability to pick off the football this year. They had over 10 INTs as a unit here, led by Siri and Gurrier as well. So those are the two guys I'm watching for on defense. And if Benoit Vanny is healthy and playing this football game, he could really be the X factor in why they can win this football, football game. Okay, that's good compelling arguments. I think I'm going to go Glow Gang, but you almost convinced me, Peace. You almost convinced me. So you need to apologize to, to uh, Frank K's mom. I'm sorry, Frank K's watching. mom. I'm sorry. Your son's wonderful. He is, actually. He really is. <laughs> Except not in this football game, though. Class act, right, Mo? Of course. <laughs> All right. So that sets up our brackets for the D1, D2, uh, once we actually get to the conference finals or whatever you want to call it. So based on our picks, the number four, Los Siete Amigos, would be playing the number five, Arush. Last time they played, LSA won 33-12. to 12. Uh, Mo, your pick. So who's it again? Just to make sure I have... LSA and Arush. LSA. Los Cetas Migos, they are tough as nails. They have great... Uh, they have a great flow going on with their defense right now. And also their offense. I think their offense is underestimating how they can control it with the run and pass uh, of what they have on the roster. So I think Los Cetas Migos are probably the most under-the-radar team coming into the playoffs here. And I think they have a high value of what they can be moving forward. I'm going to go Arush. I love the the combination of Simon Loisier and uh, Thomas Legault. Um, really good receivers, uh, guys who can uh, stretch the field. Both of them had double-digit average uh, per, per reception. Um, both of them leading the team with eight and seven touchdowns respectively. It's, again, a team that's really deep. They have a lot of guys who could do damage. I don't think that LSA have the experience to be able to manage a team like that on defense. I think I disagree with you, Pease. I'm going to go LSA. All right. All right. Our next matchup, number three, Vultures versus the number six, Tough Lungs. Pease, your choice. I played both these teams. Um, Vultures' only loss was to us. It was in the first game of the season, so I don't weigh that uh, too heavily against them. Uh, ben McMahon, to me, is the quarterback uh, of the year. Um Thing is, like, yeah, we all know he got the 44 passing touchdowns. Let's not forget the four rushing touchdowns and the additional 662 yards. It puts him over 2,000 for the season. Um, that's not easy to do. That's impressive. Uh, they did lose James Drysdale, but I think that they have enough depth with guys like Kevin Donnett and 
Mark Fairley to step up and uh, take on a bigger role in the team. Well, I have tough legs then, do I? Well, here's the thing about this tough lung defense. They can contain Benny McMahon. They can contain him and, and actually bottle him up that he becomes a one-dimensional player. When, when he becomes a thorough, he's not as effective. And they have ball hawks on that tough lung defense here. And look, with Matthew Leonard, no one talks about him, what he can be as a quarterback. He's able to use beyond Justin Leonard his wealth of receivers that he has to work with. So that's why I think that balance attack of what they can do and that defense will make sure it's a living hell for Benny McMahon on Sunday, if not on Monday, whenever they play this Whenever game. the game is. <laughs> exactly. I think Pease is right on this one. I think Vultures are just too strong in this no, matchup. Get knocked off. All right. Next, we have the number two, pardon my swag, versus the number seven top season. Last time they played, PMS took it 44-19. to 19. Uh, Moishan. PMS, uh, this is the year that Brad Adams finally uh, shakes off the demons of uh, PZ saying, hey, Mr. Hawaiian shirt man can't win a championship. Like, this is a team that I saw play without Brad Adams and really – do well in, in terms of what they did. Here's one thing to watch out for for this team. Their receiving core. They have a really balanced receiving core for the entire roster. Think about it this way. Jordan McKinnis, 19 TDs. Riley Pincomb, 9 TDs. Craig Brown, 8 TDs. Colin McGugan, 5 TDs. Miles Keller, 4 TDs. They have different recipes to beat you with. And those five guys will be a difference in why they will win this with their offense. No. I'm sorry. Uh, it's completely wrong. Um, first of all, nobody here on top season would rock a Hawaiian shirt. Um, so that already gives them the edge. Also, well, one of your arguments is that they're better without Brad Evans. You said it, not me. Um, the, on defense, they have all Evans. the they tools. They have they all the tools to manage the height of Jordan McInnes and of Thomas Gordon. Very good in flats. They have, again, Charles Verreau, like we talked about um, in, in the last um, I'm realizing now he only has three games played. There you go. Exactly. That's what happens that's when you have it. 43 games played. But maybe maybe it's an IR spot. Nope, we don't nope. know. It's over. Um, it's over. He's not for all plays. It's <laughs> Ryan, over. Ryan McGrath, though, he's he's the next man up. He's going to be able to help out on defense. So will Taekwon John. This team is really deep, and their defense is their strength. So give me um, top season in a game where they force a lot of turnovers. No, not happening. Part of my swag is winning. Thank you. And our last division. Sucks that like, my, my whole argument fell apart in the uh, first part of it. And our last D1 matchup will be the number one Bruins versus the number nine Sparrows Legion. Last time they played, Bruins won 46-25. Peace, your team. Um, I'd love to go Spurs Legion here, and I will because again I honor and respect Junior Spurs. No, I won't do that this time because it's, it just puts us all in an unfair position. Um, I'm going to go with Bruins here because um, although I do think um, they're they're beatable, uh, Bruins are beatable. Uh, the defense does a lot to take away the deep ball. They really want you to have to march down the field, and and they'll eventually force a mistake. And I think uh, Vince Pizzano in his first. Um, First campaign out of Division E is going to struggle. He's going to just he's just going to hit the gas at the wrong time and throw up a ball into coverage, and that'll be the end of the game. Let me tell you one thing about Vispazano's arm. It's healthy and rested because his softball team got bounced out on Monday for the outlaws, so he's going to be ready to go for this football game. He's always said, if I have a healthy arm, I'm ready to rock and roll, and that's why they're going this football game because Vince Pizzano's arm is healthy, and he has had that swagger of late to really prove a point that he can definitely lead a team to victory, and we talked about them f jumping to this level of division. This is where they make the move up with Anthony Seja being the glue to re the reason why they won this football game. I love the passion mode, but I don't think they have it. So I'm going Bruins in that matchup. 
That brings us to Division D2, our uh, wildcard game, divisional games, whatever. We have the number four Touch and Parlays versus number six Trap Stars. Uh, Mo, your choice. Touch and Parlays. Nasty defense. Emotional win last week. They proved a lot to me last week with Anthony Lazaro, quarterback, being down by two scores to Arush. They came back with a timely uh, pick six and Lazaro playing great football. Danny Boy, Danny Lazaro, looking like a man on the mission to be a double champion this year. Tuts and parlays, they have that edge, that bravado, that cutting ability to really make things twitchy for trap stars. And I think, I know, I beg your pardon, that Tuts and parlays will win this football game. I think the emotions will get the best of Tuts and parlays because, again, this is going to be a maximum five possession games. Uh, Kyle Oberfeld is a great defender. Uh, Jonathan Steinberg, an underrated rusher. Um, give me uh, trap stars to be able to just get under the skin of Tuts and Parlays enough that they make the mistake that cost them the game. I think they hold their cool, and I'm going Tuts and Parlays. All right. Our next matchup is the three-seed Johnny Fireball versus the seventh-seed Hot Sauce Sports. Last time they played, Hot Sauce took it 27-26 to in a nail-biter. Peas, are you picking against your team? Because you said oh, you, LBB is going to beat you. Absolutely. I can't. If I didn't think I'd get out of the first round, how do I think I'll get out of the second round? Um, I was lucky to beat Johnny Fireball the first time around. Uh, they, have so much, they have so much speed. Again, I'm the worst quarterback in FPF. No one should be worried. So it's not an issue. Uh, Edward LaRue, uh, five interceptions. Philip LaRue, four interceptions. These guys are fast. They're all over the place. They already know my playbook because they've already faced me. Uh, they're going to make my life a living hell. Give me Johnny Fireball. Hot Sauce Sports wins by 50. I'll make it very easy. False Kings, Johnny Fireball. That's sell. That it? You have another 28 seconds. That's it. One. That's it. That's it. I mean, it's kings. a strong argument, to be fair. False Kings. <laughs> I do want to go hot sauce sports in this one. I really do. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing Jesus. it. We're going hot sauce. We're going hot sauce. So much pressure. And, okay, our next matchup will be the number two Stoics, or as I call them, Stoics, versus the number eight Glow Gang. Last time they played, it was a real sleeper with the Stoics winning 14 to 13. Mo, who do you have this time around? Glow Gang, again, they have far too much speed to burn on both sides of the football here. Silly has been a guy that I mentioned before that can make a difference in a football game. Provence, if he's healthy, will be a guy to watch out for. Stokes don't have that speed. They are more lumbering than they are agile. So give me Glow Gang to pull off the victory and send Stoics. Good team. Like him, but not going to win any football games. Give me Stoics. Um... Chris Rivet has time to prepare for this game. He's already seen this defense before. He's had a low-key, very good season. Uh, hasn't turned the ball over much. He wasn't there at the last game. Um, so it, it, it's a, you know, it doesn't reflect well upon the team. Uh, teams didn't look themselves. Not as many points for as you'd expect. But uh, he will be there this game. His 108.8 quarterback rating is a big deal. Great season by him. Um, and they don't, need, they don't need to be that quick, Mo, because they have... Lots of great route running on the team. I like Jeffrey LeFevre as a player. I like Cesar Garcia-Diaz. Uh, they added Vincent Chung, who's eligible for this game because he's an IR replacement. Um, that's something you probably didn't even know coming well, to this. Vincent Chung that. is a huge pickup. Give me Stoics. I think I have to go Glogang because Mo's argument is very convincing. P.S. you haven't sold me on it. All right. You haven't sold me. You don't know the power of Vincent Chung. 
And our last matchup, again, assuming our brackets work out as uh, we expected, will you be... You get busted in the first second. <laughs> yeah. Will be our number one seeded Blackouts versus the number 12 Mean Girls. Uh, P's your choice. I think this is a rough matchup for Blackouts, and Blackouts have been kind of up and down. Uh, but they did win the last two games of the season. Um, I'm a huge fan... I'm a huge fan of the team, and Julien Lachance in particular. Not as efficient as I thought he would be, but he gets bailed a lot, uh, bailed out a lot by the defense. Michael Kazak has seven interceptions, 13 PDs, and four of those picks went back for a score. Who needs an offense when you got a defense like that? Well, guess what? I'll tell you this right now about blackouts. They have given up far too many early points in the football game and come back to win. They've been playing with late luck of late here. Mean Girls look like a team that's really mean and lean and ready to come out there and prove a point. They're actually quite nice. They are, yeah, they're nice guys. Nice Not dudes. LeBron's a nice guy. Anyway, the point is this. Mean Girls have been much more competitive in football games, whereas in the first three games they were blowing out. Last five games, much more competitive. They, If they get a lead in hand by two score or more lead, they're not going to relinquish that to a team like Blackouts that has continually relied on their defense to win football games. Not this time. I feel like I have to go Blackouts because they're the higher seed on this one. Like, there's such a discrepancy. But I think it might actually be a closer game. But we're going to go Blackouts for think, the official bracket. I do think it's a bad matchup for Blackouts because they, they negate... Mean Girls actually negate a lot of what Blackouts do. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, let's put it that way. If, they, if, Bla- if Mean Girls get there, I wouldn't be surprised if they upset, uh, upset Blackouts. So for our official bracket, we're going to go Blackouts. That's going to be our pick, but yeah. this one will be uh, definitely back and forth. Before we move on, uh, so obviously this covers our play-in round and our divisional round. The semifinals will happen the week after, so we'll talk about that on our next show. Any final thoughts for Division D, Mopies? Nope, I'm good. Yes, I agree. I'm good. Next. All right. So now we're going to get into our Division C bracket. So, again, we have kind of a Oh, by the way, we won't be one hour show, by the way. This is going to be a whatever. We're just close, like, actually. We're, we're okay, though. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm we're, saying, we're I know. We're about an hour now. I think Eagle wants to go one hour. That's why. Uh, we're aiming for it. But if it happens, it happens. No worries. So for Division C, uh, you can always uh, read the article for more information. That is written by? Division C is written by, is it? Uh, no, it's Iggy Magnus. Yeah. Iggy Magnus. Iggy Magnus. Right. Right. There yeah. we go. So we have our play-in rounds. In our first matchup, we're going to have the number seven Silent Ticklers versus the number 10 Easy W. Last time they played, Ticklers won 37 to 25. Moishan Khan, who are you taking? Oh, Ticklers. Uh, Jordan Panez is a man possessed right now as a quarterback. He's making these unreal throws from different levels of his arms uh, length and what he's done. He's the reason why they are at this point of the year and being competitive and where they are. Reason why they go far? Jordan Panetta, that's it, that's all. I'm going to have to disagree because I have to in this rules of the game. EZW, I understand. They don't play defense. But defense is stupid. Who really likes it? Nobody. Who wants to watch a 14-13 game? You just called it a snoozer. It's stupid. Give me the offense. Give me uh, Jeremy White. He learned a lot throughout the season. Um, his duck move is deadly. Um, and paired with uh, Charles Olivier Levine, one of the most deadly combinations in the division. Seal uh, Levine uh, putting up 306 yards and 28 catches. Um, I think the, mo- the volume is going to increase as the, as the games get more and more important, and I think he's going to be harder and harder to stop. All right, Mo, you win it. Title and Ticklers advance. And in our next matchup, our eight and nine seeds, Top Sauce and Blue Dreamers. Last time they played, Top Sauce won 31-20. I think this was week 11, like the game that just passed. So it's technically a back-to-back matchup over here. Um, Pease, your choice. Yeah, I I think that the defense of uh, Blue Dreamers is going to be too much 
uh, to handle now that they've seen Pachazon, they know uh, what they're all about. Um, across the board, they have ga- they have game breakers, right? They have Nick Rapini, Nick uh, Gomes Rizzo, uh, Nick Rapini, um, Anthony Sija, Sebastian Gomes. Just across the board, uh, not to mention AJ Gomes, right? So like, this team is just going to be too much for them to handle on the defensive side of the ball. This th- Blue Dreamers are a team that could upset some of the, the higher seeds uh, on any given night. So give me them to beat. The, the slightly higher seeded top sauce. All right, so Kenton Lowe, Vince Nardone, Chris Millard, and Darnell Kavis Riley. Those are four excellent receivers. Blue Dreams do not, Blue Dreams do not have the horsepower to keep up with these four guys and what they do as Just a quartet. Just as the horsepower. Just as the horsepower. And here's the one thing, though. Chris Millard is the X factor of all X factors right now for this team. He can stretch out the defense and give uh, Jazon the underneath stuff to be opened up by his presence alone here. So that offensive uh, top sauce will be topping Blue Dreamers in this football game. So Blue Dreamers power bottoms? Yeah, exactly. This is a tough one. It is actually. I I, I, I had uh, I just basically flipped a coin in my head and went with Blue Dreamers. I think I'm going to go as top sauce just because I think the overall roster is a little bit better, but I'm definitely worried about the quarterback play. So we'll see what happens in that one. Okay, so that sets our brackets for the divisional round. So we're going to work our way uh, down uh, upwards so I can look up some of the other matchups. Uh, our first one is going to be the fourth-seeded B-Ballers versus the fifth-seeded LGC. Last time they played, LGC won 37-6, but B-Ballers did not have their quarterback. So a little bit of a different uh, match this time around. I think also this is another back-to-back week. They played like week 11 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Mo, you get to take your pick. Who do you want? B-Ballers. Uh I love their charisma. I love how they've grown in this league in the last few years here. Like Gianni Cassetti is a guy that we spoke about highly this year and what he can be as a quarterback and maybe be uh, an elite quarterback in the coming years. Here's one thing to watch out for. Like Grocock did not have an answer for William Paquette. He's been a monster this year, catching balls all over the football field. Vincent Beauregard as well, same thing. And look, Branko's a guy that I watch out for. And the X Factor, Chris Charles Vero. He is a man that can play well on both sides of the football field. Is he field. actually eligible in this he game? He is eligible okay. in this game. He's the X factor because he can really make things uh, make a big difference on both sides of the football. Peace. I'm going to go with uh, Lego Kak. Uh, Dom Lafour is the most elusive quarterback in all of FPF. And Gregoire, not a particularly notable rusher. He's fine. You can't stop Dom Lafour, which is fine. Um, they're going to play high tempo. They're going to try and score a lot. That's the strength of the team. And I think that's going to create a lot of pressure for the young Johnny Cassati. And the, it's going to come down to converts. Give me LGC to just be a little bit more efficient and the running of Dom LaFour to be the difference. Uh, just uh, FYI, just look at the uh, playoff schedule for Division C, by the way. I just want you to take a close look at the championship finals just for FYI. Yeah, I'm aware of it, Dorian. Cool. All right, next. Oh, you're sorry, uh, you're the, the weirdness yeah. of the schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go uh, LGC. I think, PZ makes some very valid points in this one. All right, our next matchup will be the three-seeded South Harmon Institute of Technology versus the six-seeded Sheesh. Last time they played, Sheesh won 31-19. to 19. And by the way, whoever takes Sheesh needs to say it like that every obviously. time they say it, obviously. obviously. Um, whose choice? P's your choice. It's my choice. Uh, give me Sheesh. Um I think this is the worst possible uh, matchup for shit. Um, I don't really understand why Sheesh is the lower. Oh, no, they, they won one last game. Okay, that's why. Um, so 
I love the depth in this team. Uh, Vincent Benjamin, Marco Bertoldi, Dondre Borden. Dondre, recovering from his injury, looks to be all right. Um, the, the team is solid on both sides of the ball. Justin Frankel, again, a really good contained rusher. And Andrew Langbert, we know. We know when the, the, the playoffs begin, he is a better version of himself. Um, nobody prepares more for a game than Andrew Langbert. Give me sheesh. All right, shit's going to win because you know why? Uh, Jeff Rosenblatt. He didn't play in that game, which they lost to uh, sheesh. Jeff Rosenblatt, 25 TDs in the last five games. It's five per game. Pease, what do you say all the time? How many TDs do you need to win in a football game? You need five. You need five to win. They can do it. They'll need six for this one, though. They won't because uh, sheesh is banged up. They're hurt. They're not full of depth. They're back. Whereas Adam Rockman, my boy, the most underrated player in FPF history, is going to make it a lot more difficult for Andrew Lightbird to find his open men. So that's why Jeff Rosenblatt and my boy, the Rockman, is going to do it. I really want to go with the the team from the Institute of Technology that is from the southern area of Harmon, but I think Sheesh is uh, going to win this. Actually, I have a I have a contender for most underrated uh, player in FPF. That is uh, Alex mm-hmm. Dacula, because uh, people think that the other Alex Dacula is Eagle, and so they automatically uh, think he's terrible. Yes. But he's actually excellent. So you know he's but because of that reason, he often gets underrated. Athlete of the year at uh, Champlain. That's there you right. go. See? Alexander Dallas Dackley, uh, yes. Yep. All right, next. My boy. Uh, okay, next we have the number two infantry versus our bracket selected silent ticklers in the seventh feed. Uh, they have not played in the past. It's going to be a brand new matchup. So, Mo, your choice. Infantry. They're angry. They're bitter. They're, they're upset how they lost to Bless in the last game of the year for the one seed. This is a team where Jalen Greaves has played very well for them. Uh, Corey Woloski said, I'm not going to have the same mistakes like I had in my in that loss to Bless. He is locked in, focused. He wants a rematch with Bless in the final. That's why they're going to win it because of Corey Woloski's focus to win this football game. I think Jordan Panetta is just the single best athlete we have at quarterback in the division. Um, he's had a very good second half of the season, specifically 16 touchdowns in his last three games. Uh, he's improved. It took some time off. He, he hadn't played in a little while, so it took him some time to, 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 to get there. So I think they're 5-5 five and five is a bit of a false indicator. Um, I think he himself will also avoid the mistakes, and I think infantry need the other team to make mistakes in order to compete. We saw that with Blessed. We saw that if the other team plays a clean game, they struggle, and there we go. I'm very tempted to go Ticklers, but I think infantry is the real deal in this Flip one. the table. I don't think Panetta can carry them all the way. And in our last game will be the number one blessed versus our bracket selected eight seed top sauce. Last time they played, it was week one, blessed one, 51-14. This is the game where Vince Nardone realized he cannot quarterback the team because of a terrible shoulder injury. Um, so this will be almost a brand new game with Jathon taking over. So, Pease, who do you have? <laughs> I'm going to go blessed. Stephen Harper Saad um, just had an absolutely incredible season. Uh, 55 touchdowns, five interceptions. Uh, he is the smartest play caller in the division. Um, and he's got just a plethora of talent. Marvin Steinberg, Jonathan Svetna on defense. Um, you have Kevin Smuda, Will Power, Isaiah Lard on, Isaiah Lard on both sides of the ball, basically. Mm. Um, I, I believe he's back. Kevin Smuda is back as well. Um, just overall, the team, I think, is unstoppable. I think they're winning the championship. So give me blessed. I have to agree with PZ. Give hey, come on. Here. What is this? That's not the yeah, game. I, 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 how is Top Sauce going to win? I don't know how they're going to beat this team. I don't know. Blast all the way through. 
Okay. I, I don't I know. Guess we're going I, with Bless then. I, I, I don't know how they're going to beat this team. I, I, as a hypothetical, if we had taken Blue Dreamers, do Blue Dreamers have a chance? Yes, because they gave Bless their toughest game this year, in which they lost by, I think, two or three points in Brossard. That was the game that Bless wanted to avoid, and they thanked Peasy and the football gods on why they're not playing Blue Dreamers instead. Or actually, Mokong, because I picked Top Sauce today. <laughs> anyway, the point is, Bless is going to be. Why me? What did I do this time? Bless is going to win this football game. All right. Any final thoughts on Division C? Division C, look, the the uh, the cream of the crop rose. Uh, we saw B-ballers fall out slightly, but as you mentioned, the Eagles, because they're missing the quarterback. But um, I expect that top tier to keep doing well. Okay. And in our final breakdown, we're going to look at the Division A and B playoffs. Again, for your article, go ahead and check out Brent Bodkin for all the detailed analysis. But for today, we're going to be going through the two brackets. Uh, for the time being, we just have to pick the initial game. So the other ones are going to come later on. So we have time before we get there. So there's three games we have to go through. Let's start with the Division B game, actually, which is going to be the 4-5 and five matchup between Junkyard Dogs and here for the Beers. Um, they had two games this season. Both times, Beers won. First time, 33-18. Next, 30-19. to 19. Uh, Mo, this is your choice. Here for the Beers. To beat a team once is tough. To beat them twice is tough. He chokes in the playoffs. That is, and that's his DNA. He chokes in the playoffs. He can never play well in the playoffs here. And I think for Junkyard Dogs, for what they've built up from a roster perspective, they have the, 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 the ability to pull off, not the upset, the dominant victory over here for the Beers because Sean Avram is going to choke this game away and he'll become the 12th best quarterback out of 10. Oof. Oof. Give me Sean Avram. Uh, he's my pick for quarterback of the year. His his uh, his four interceptions, Mo, is four times less than Jason Rossi. Um, that's, I think, going to be the difference in this game. I think here for the Bears, we'll force some mistakes. Uh, we forget how good this defense is, right? Because we know how good this offense can be. But Chris Miard, Eddie Lee, Jordan Allard, um, Vince, Vinny Galano, it, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. Um, give me that defense against the quarterback that makes a ton of mistakes uh, here for the beers. It's going to be close for a little while, and then they pull away at the end. Yep, I agree with Pete on this one. I think here for the beers are going to do the three-peat, which is very rare in FPF, but Agreed. definitely going to be possible. All right, that moves us into our Division A bracket. So we're going to start with our three and four matchup. This is an elimination game. So we have the three-seeded All-Stars versus the four-seeded Chernobyl 21. First time around, All-Stars won 32-31, to 31, literally a one-point game. And the next time they played, they tied at 33 apiece. So as much as I, we used to think maybe All-Stars had the advantage in this game, this might actually be way closer than it might be than the other times around. So, Pease, you get to choose here. Do you want to go with Kevin Wyeth or do you want to go with the underrated Chernobyl 21? Yeah, I'm going to bet against Kevin Wyeth and FPF. <laughs> Never going to happen. The guy's thrown two perfect games in uh, in championship finals. Um, he ended with uh, a seven-touchdown uh, game against KG KGP. Um, look, last time they played in Chernobyl 21, it wasn't the cleanest game. Um, and earlier in the season... Um, we know Kevin Wyeth hasn't been healthy the entire season. He is back, however. Um, I like them to win. I, I, I like them to win this game. Um, All stars just have a lot of depth and the difference at quarterback. Uh, we look at what, we, what we've seen on the offensive side of the ball: Pat Jerome, Paul, uh, Paul Lapierre, um, and future Hall of Famer Jared Taylor. 
Matt Kerouac, any other guys in the Hall of Fame? Well, I should Jared mention. Taylor won't be playing. You that's know? for sure. Sorry, Jared Taylor will not be playing. Oh, that's he won't be. Oh, and he only played three games. So fine. Let's stick with just Hall of Famers. Patrick, Paul Lapierre. Your argument's done. You said Jared Taylor. It's over. It's finished. Doesn't matter. They don't even need him. That's so good there. No, they're a bunch of all stars. It's over. Bunch all stars. All right, Eagle. I'll give you one stat. One stat only. And that's it. 2010, Pashnar beat Kevin Wyeth in the playoffs. Oh, that's entirely relevant. You're right. That is entirely right. I can't, you can't not pick against Kevin Wyeth. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to add a little bit more here. Kevin Wyeth, bum shoulder. Not too sure it's going to be uh, he's agile. Back. He's enough. healthy. He's, he's not healthy me. enough, he's my healthy. friend. Was this the worst all star teams ever because you're not a team Ocon? Absolutely. And here's one thing, though. All right, Mo, you've talked yourself out of a choice. <laughs> I didn't talk myself out of a choice. You get the only evidence you, you provided Chenard happened 11 years ago. 11 beat years. Wyatt in the playoffs. You needed to that dig back all. a decade. You need to dig back a decade. To well, Tom Brady didn't win Super Bowl for a decade. Look at that. He's won. Is that even true? Yeah, he won 2005 to 2015. Yeah, what have you done for me lately? He won a Super Bowl. I'm just saying, though. You're not just Chernobyl saying. could be the next Tom Brady Patriots over here. Thank I can't you. do it. I yes, can't you can. do it. We're going yes, all-stars. Eagle. We're going all-stars. Eagle, don't Sorry, be, don't be Sorry, uh, bandwagon. Okay. No. Bandwagon. <laughs> yes. Bandwagon. That's what I think of with Kim White. Bandwagon fans. Bandwagon fan you were. All right. And Fake then news. in our, uh, I'll call it our winner's bracket. So whoever wins this game goes straight to the finals. Whoever loses goes into the loser's bracket to play the all-stars. We'll deal with that next week again. Mm-hmm. We have the number one Braves versus the number two Contraband. They've played twice. They were tight both times, but Braves took it 38-33 and 42-40. I'll tell you Mo, why you Contraband get first is motivated. Because your boy, Mike Pearson, said you can't beat us four times, boys. You guys are going to get swept four times by us. You know what? This is a renewed uh, sense of autism for Contraband because they have everyone coming back healthy. Tyrus LeBeau has been a big difference on defense. He can lock down Georgia Garrett if need be. Danny Boy Lazara, he has looked like a man in charge of his offense here. Shake off all the past ghosts of what he's done in the playoffs. This is his time to shine, and they will not be beaten. The contraband are going to the final, and they will face, you know who they'll face? Chernobyl 21 in the Why final. Why screaming? I don't know. You got read up for all the Kevin Wyatt thing. Contraband, Chernobyl 21 in the final. Here we go. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Braves, the best team in FPF right now. Uh, the record is the record is what you, what you say they are. Whatever. Whatever that quote is, that's the truth. Um... Here, Mike Pierce saying, as great as an athlete that he is, also a funny guy. He saw Nim Jimkowski, and the first thing he said was, hey, Pease, I guess there's no such thing as fashion police in Montreal. <laughs> so, dude's smart, dude's funny, dude's, dude's a great receiver, and that's not all they have. They also have Alex Pilon, they have J.D. Chevalier, they have George Gary P. George Gary P., <sighs> monster, unstoppable. Yeah, what has he done? Uh, they really? don't even need to get healthy. They have the best team. Yeah, right. Give me, going to give, kill me, bra- uh, give me Braves. AJ's going to kill I forgot what I was talking about. What? AJ's going to kill all these we'll guys. We'll see. No, we'll see. Joe Mahood, two interceptions all season. So here's my question to both of you. Is this the game where Braves hide their playbook potentially because they know they'll make it to the finals? No, because Chernobyl's going to beat them in the semifinals because Contraband's going to play Chernobyl 21 in the finals. Book that, people. No, but seriously, though. I'm is serious. Is this a game where they Chernobyl, hide their playbook potentially? Chernobyl and like, gave Braves their toughest game this year. Because it's the worst finest team ever. Yes, correct. It's the worst Braves team I've seen ever. 
Which Braves team? It's the same Braves team. Exactly. But the point is, we're going to see a contraband. Well, everyone's got better, though. That's your point. Everyone got better. The finals, people. They're going right. to win this game. But are they going to play 4D chess here and potentially do use a different playbook or use the same one and then have it all known and everything? Like, what's I the think strategy? These here? teams all know each other well enough that they all know the playbooks. Exactly. So it's it's just execution at this point. Exactly. Joe Mayo may not play. May may have a trick or two up his sleeve for the final if they make it, which they probably won't. But if they do. He might have a, a special two-point convert, which has been the Achilles heel for contraband in the playoffs. Yeah, the I, if it's a tight game, I have to go Braves with the advantage. They're better at clock management, and I think they're better at extra points. So we're going with them. Any final thoughts on Division A and B playoff Mike previews? Pierce saying, you know you can beat contraband four times in a row, bro. That's not going to happen, bro. We'll ain't, see. Ain't going to happen. All right. Uh, a little bit longer than we wanted, an hour 15. But, hey, we did all of the, what was the final count? All of the 42 games that we had to preview this week. So that covers the play-in round as well as the divisional round. We'll be back next week to break down the semifinal matchups that will lead us into our finals. And we'll discuss all that in the setup and roadshow and everything at that point in time. In the interim, the Fall Cup registration is open. So more information available on our website and in your emails. Check that out. We got four conferences, Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3, and a co-ed tier for the FPF Cup. Uh, what dates have they been? Are there dates yet? Like, what, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? I know people always ask. It's this. listed. I don't know them off the top of my head, but it's on the site. We'll mention it in the next podcast, but do take a look on the site. Uh, magic words, please. Insurance fraud. Oh, yeah, I can echo the force. There we go. Alley oop right there. <laughs> <laughs>